Hi, I'm Gemma Montgomery and welcome to the Excel with Ease business podcast, bringing together service-based business owners in the aesthetic, medical health and wellness sector. Here, we discuss different topics to help you grow a thriving business with ease, supporting your ultimate life vision. Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast episode, which is all about boundaries, creating boundaries within your business and why it's so important. Now, you might be able to tell as I get going throughout this podcast episode, this is a topic I'm really, really passionate about. And the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because I've seen so many colleagues and friends within the industry that I work in or colleagues and friends that are self-employed in general and actually not just people that run their own businesses, people that are in paid employment who can suffer with boundary problems as well. And what I've seen is people have become ill um, through lack of boundaries People have begun to suffer psychologically through lack of boundaries, be it symptoms such as anxiety, um, depression, other issues. Or I've seen families um, fall apart, marriages fall apart, any relationship fall apart just through this simple issue of lack of boundary or poor boundary. So yeah, I'm really passionate about it. So let's dive right in. So what's the consequence of having no boundaries or poor boundaries before we dive into the six common signs that you may be suffering with issues with boundaries? Well, if you're suffering with boundary problems, you might be experiencing burnout and this can manifest in all different forms. So if you're suffering with burnout, you could be suffering with mental health issues, an increased amount of anxiety, depression, even anger and resentment. You may be suffering physically through extreme fatigue, sleep problems, other niggling health issues, um, whether sort of deemed non-serious or even serious. And you may be becoming quite withdrawn and you may be suffering problems at home, be it with your partner, um, your you know family, friendships, and it's basically because you've got no bandwidth, you've got no energy to give of yourself to others, and literally just no mental or physical space. Another consequence could be that you start to resent the business that you've created. Or obviously, if you were in paid employment, you start to really resent work. You may even be considering folding your business or you might be stopping marketing the business or taking on new clients or reluctant to book your regular clients in. And you may be suffering with no room for anything else in your life, no form of creativity whatsoever. So no room for hobbies anything that you just do for pure joy and the pure fun of it that helps you fully express your true essence. And 
this is not what we want at all. When we're in business and when we go to, you know, when we're creating our businesses, all of us are doing it from a place of service. We're doing it from a place where we want to help others in the world. We want to do the best we can. And we also want to be able to support ourselves as well and be able to lead a fulfilling life. So looking at this boundary element is is so, so important. So what I want to do is talk you through six kind of common signs that you may be suffering with a boundary problem. And as I go through each of the points, I'm going to give you some tips and some solutions on how you can start to begin to tackle the issue and, you know, then begin to be able to operate your business from a place of ease, a place of joy, a place of abundance and a place of good health. So the first sign of a poor boundary could be that you're constantly servicing clients or working in some element of your business outside of your own designated hours. And this could be affecting other things at home. It could be affecting time that you have where you're fully present with your family, time where you make to reach out to those that you care about, you know, your friends and other family members. And what you basically start to do is you start to accommodate other people's needs and you begin to neglect your own needs. So, for instance, if like me, you know, you're a a mum operating a business with two children, you might feel like you're not fully present at the times that you should be present. So you might be squeezing people in after um, tea time. Um, You may be, you know, struggling to kind of balance being able to be there for your child's bedtime or be able to sit and do the homework with them or be able to even get to that exercise class that you want to get to because you're just squeezing people into sort of designated times of the week or designated hours where really there's no space in your, obviously, your your daily schedule or your weekly schedule to really fully be able to do that. And what a knock-on effect this can have is it can knock on to, um, you know, your your partner at home. They may be picking up more of the, the slack at home, if you like. So they may be having to do more of the time with the kids or running to the school clubs or making the meals. And you know, quickly um, the balance starts to shift and resentment can start to kick in. Or it could be that you're, you know, eating on the go, you're not having no wind down time at night, so you're struggling to sleep. Just any any way that you're servicing clients or working on your business outside of the designated hours that you choose to work. So what I want you to do first to sort of begin to look at this issue and start to tackle it is ask yourself, when do you want to work? And that might be something you've never sat and and thought about before. You know, you might think, well, when do I want to work? I've got to work when my clients, I think they're going to come and service their needs. But actually, you need to sit with yourself and ask yourself, when is it that you want to work? You know, what availability works best around your needs and around your home life situation? What hours would suit you best in your schedule? 
you know, you may be more of a morning person, you may be more of an evening person. It might be that actually working weekends suits you better because it gives you more bandwidth, more space. There may be no school runs, you might have more help at home, childcare might not be an issue, or, you know, traffic and the commute might not be as much of an issue. There's no right and there's no wrong. It's just you've got to sit with yourself and ask yourself, when does it fit my schedule? When does it serve me to work best? You know, what are my needs? When do I want to work? Prioritising health could be an issue when you're kind of considering this. You know, for instance, there might be a class that you'd like to attend and you really want to try and attend this class regularly, you know, every, say, Tuesday night or Wednesday night or Tuesday and Wednesday. You've got to make sure that you've, you know, taken everything into account. I know for some women, um, menstrual cycles can be, um, an issue. So many people can feel that, you know, the week maybe leading up to the time of the month, they don't feel quite as on the ball. There might be some brain fog. They might just just sort of be a time where they just don't feel quite at optimal performance level. So it could be that that week you don't put any clients in the diary, but you might want to make up for it, you know, in other weeks of the month. You've got to honour your needs, listen to yourself Look at your own life and decide when works best for you. Now, I can hear what you're probably thinking inside if you've never done this before. Fear might be rising. So you may be thinking, oh my gosh, if I do this, I'm going to lose clients and I'm going to lose money. People are going to think I'm a bitch. People are going to hate me. I want you to try and get out out of that mindset because believe it or not, once you set boundaries most clients are okay with it. You actually help your clients by setting boundaries because clients know where they're at then and they know, you know, everything is super, super clear. And you're also giving a better service to your clients because when you're working with your clients, you bring in your full self. You bring in somebody who is fully restored, fully ready, fully ready to be present, not juggling a hundred things in the head, you know, trying to sort the kids and then quickly come and do a client and you're bringing your best self to the job that you're doing. Um, And I know if I was a client, I would certainly want somebody who was composed, somebody who was restored, refreshed, somebody who was fully present when they were um, treating me in whichever way I was being treated. And you've got to remember that you lead people. So if you've never done this before, it's not the client's fault. You know, it's just that you've taught them that it's okay. It's okay to ask for an eight o'clock appointment at night or it's okay to go into your Sundays or your Saturdays or Fridays, you know, whatever day of the week it may be. We've got to help them to unlearn that and set, clear, clear boundaries. So ask yourself, I know it's difficult, but, you know, would this cause more stress to yourself than the pain of disappointing when you're making these decisions? And as I say, most clients are okay with this. What you could do is 
if this is something that you decide you want to implement, you could write out a script. So you could say, you know, write an email out to your clients or however way you want to do it. Hi, just to let you know from blah, blah date, my working hours will be changing to blah, blah, blah. So you're giving them notice um, and obviously you're really kind of putting something down on paper that's clear and that's letting them know that things are, you know, going to change. What, you know, one of the best things you can do and one of the best things that helped me within my business was I began to automate it. So if you can, I would really, really recommend an online booking system. Now, some of them are more expensive, you know, the CRM systems where you've got your online booking system, but you've also got your um, consultation forms, you know, you can market from it, you can look at sales, what's working, what's not. They can be more expensive, but if budget's tight, you know, to start with, there's some really good free online booking systems or there's some really good sort of mid-range to low price booking systems just to, to get you started. But what a booking system does is it helps to kind of introduce a third party, if you like. So if you feel uncomfortable um, as you start to really sort of work on those boundaries, you've got something to refer to. So you can just literally give the client a link. Hi, thanks for getting in touch. Um, this is a link to my all my availability. Please take a look. Um, so it's easier for you to match up dates and times. And it kind of takes that pressure off your feeling that you've got to explain yourself. And remember, you know, if you do send out, um, you're given a month's notice via an email or however which way you want to send it, that your hours are you know going to be changing, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You're just letting them know that your operating hours are changing. So try and get out of the habit of over explaining yourself. Now, one of the other benefits from a booking system can be if a client tries to get you outside of your normal hours, you can say, I'm really sorry. Um, I'll give you a link to my online booking system. This is all I've got left. They don't need to know that you're not choosing to work on that day. You know, they can just, all they need to know is that on that time or that date, if you feel uncomfortable at first, that you may be full. But it just takes the pressure off and it's it allows for clarity so that people can see when you're available um, to provide a service. So I cannot recommend automating it and getting that online booking system as quickly as you can. Um, you can do this as well with messaging. So I know a lot of people, myself included, messages can come from all different angles from clients. So you might get emails, you might get text messages, you might get a Facebook messenger, you might get an Instagram message. You know, there's so many different ways, you know, even WhatsApp um, that clients tend to kind of make the way uh, to you these days. So again, I really, really encourage you to try and automate what you can. So I know that Facebook Messenger, for instance, on um, on your work's Facebook page can be really great. You can automate a mes- message that can say, 
hi, um, thanks for getting in touch. Um, For those that are looking to um, book a service or a treatment, here is a link to my online booking system. This will show all my available times and dates. And if the queries about anything else, please leave a message and I aim to get back to you within, you know, whatever you choose. So you could say 24 hours or 48 hours. Again, you haven't had to physically spend time typing back to that particular client, you know, entering into a game of tennis where you're going back and forth with messaging. It's clear if they want a book, there it is. There's the booking system. If they're a new client, they can obviously book in for a consultation and depending on any other questions that they may ask, you then can choose to get back at a time that's suitable um, for you. Now, with messaging, this brings me to sign two that you may have some poor or leaky boundary. So it could be that you've found yourself constantly feeling like you're responding to messages It could be very ad hoc and very sporadic the way that you respond. You might respond as soon as you get a notification and you might be sat there at night when, you know, you're trying to wind down with your family or your partner, your kids, whoever's at home or even just yourself and you're distracted constantly by the pings or, you know, the compulsion to keep looking at your messages, either email or social media messaging and This compulsion is something that I want you to become really aware of because I think with smartphones, it's so easy to, your finger goes to the app probably without you even realising it's doing it. It's kind of automated. And I'm not going to get into that on this podcast episode about how it's rigged that way um, to make you want to do that. You know, the way that um, these apps are kind of designed to encourage addiction but start to really become aware of when you're compulsively just clicking on to the app Um, because starting to become aware of this is the first step that you can take. And again, obviously, when you're receiving these messages via all these different platforms, what I want you to do is try and designate time that you do this as part of your working hours. So it could be that um, I don't know, it depends on what your own schedule is, but it might work better for you if um, one hour in the morning, you designate that time to responding back to messages, or it could be one hour in the evening, you know, six till seven or five till six, you designate one hour responding back to messages. Or it might be that you have an admin day a week, but however way you want to work it, really be strict with yourself and, and carve out time that you do message responding. I know for me in the early days, I used to operate everything from my own um, personal mobile. So I would be, you know, I'd carry the mobile around with me because I might receive a call from my husband or one of my friends or my mum or, you know, as I've got older, as as the kids have got older, should I say, they might want to contact me. Um, but what I had to do is is separate that and have a separate work mobile that I would then give out to clients. And that again helped with boundaries because if I, you know, when it wasn't my designated working time or my designated time to look through messages, I would just simply turn the phone off and put it in the drawer until I was ready to come back to work again. 
And I knew that my personal phone, I could kind of, you know, breathe out, get some bandwidth, get some space, because anybody that was contacting me on my personal phone would only be um, for pleasure. So it would be, you know, friends, family, husband, that kind of thing. So try and give yourself some form of simplicity and some form of separation. And as I say, with the messaging side of things, just decide when it's going to work best for you and try and automate back what you can on on Messenger. Now, what you might find is you might try you know a certain clients might try and get you to still work outside of those designated hours so having that booking system it just takes the pressure off as I say it's like referring to a third party really you can just say I'm really sorry I'm not available at that time but here is a link to my online availability hopefully you can find a date and time to match that suits and you can kind of leave it at that Be aware of well with the whole messaging thing that if somebody is messaging you and it's not to do with booking and it's just to do, you know, with a simple question or might be quite a complex question about a certain thing. For me in my industry, it could be a question about skincare or what would I recommend or ingredients and blah, blah, blah. What I want you to remember is This is information and knowledge that you're passing on and it's your time. So, you know, you're not kind of the free oracle, um, you know, as I was in the beginning, you know, be really careful that you could spend, you know, two hours of your time researching or looking at their images, giving advice. And then that person could, this is what happened, used to happen to me, Um, go away and just source everything off the internet and I received nothing back for the time that I'd invested and the time that I'd spent with them. So what I would do is if somebody was wanting to go back and forth with questioning about a specific condition, be it a treatment or a skin condition, I wouldn't enter into the back and forth. I'd say, oh, you know, thanks for getting in touch. Um, for me, for, you know, for me to be able to provide the best service, please could you book in um, for a consultation? Here is a link to the online booking system with all my availability. And that way it stops the back and forth. And if they're serious and it's something that they really want treating and it's not that they're after simply free um, advice, then of course that person is going to book in and invest in being able to receive professional guidance and professional, you know, expertise. If the client doesn't want to book on as a new consultation, then you know that that client was never serious and wouldn't have come to you, um, you know, further down the line. So yeah, so just, just be aware of that. And what I used to do as well is I would make a list of common questions that would be asked and I would start to then develop my blog posts and my email marketing around the common questions. So what else, you know, another thing you could do is, you know, here is a link to my online booking system and please feel free to book in for a consultation 
And here is a link to a recent article that I've written about the question that you're asking. And again, leave it at that. And remember, you know, we teach people how we wish to be treated and we teach people and guide people on what is acceptable. Okay, so moving on to sign number three, that you might have really poor boundaries or no boundaries at all, is having no clear pricing or constantly giving in to price bartering or constantly discounting your prices. Now, what I want you to do here is always go back to who your ideal customer avatar is. And I've got a really good episode on this, actually. If you go to the episode, which is how to stop attracting draining clients, I go into detail here about how to decide and how to discover who your ideal customer is. And what's happening when you tend to, you know, give in to bartering or when you tend to constantly discount is you've kind of fallen into that fear mentality and that scarcity mindset again and you you know you've kind of clicked yourself out of the abundance mindset the fear that there isn't enough it's also a huge sign that you've suddenly you know stopped valuing yourself and valuing the service that you have to give and remember if you don't see the value within yourself other people won't see the value so what tends to happen is if you tend to discount and, you know, giving to bartering on your prices, you're sending the message out there that that's okay and that the service that you give isn't that special, it doesn't really matter and you don't have much self-worth and you're not very good at what you do. All the wrong kind of messages. So if you find yourself falling into that mindset, stop doing it, stop this discounting, stop being bartered on your prices and take some time back with yourself And start to really go within and look at yourself and look at what might have triggered this. You know, have you suddenly, have you you dealt with a really, you know, painful, awkward client that's um, started to make you doubt yourself or, you know, doubt the service that you give or your level of expertise? It could be just something so, so simple that you've kind of sort of twisted in a way that's made you see yourself and the service that you give as less valuable so go back as well as you're going within you know really examine who your ideal customer is is your ideal customer somebody that would start to ask you to discount the service that you give I'm guessing the answer is no and if the answer is no then what you've done is you've just somehow got back into that fear mindset that there isn't enough. Because if you're, you know, if you're suddenly starting to attract draining clients, you've kind of gone off the ball on remembering who your ideal client is, why you do the work that you do, and you've probably not been tailoring um, your marketing message to your ideal client So as long as you know, you know, you're giving the best service that you can give, you're acting with integrity, you're being ethical, you're using products of the utmost safety. If you're in my kind of industry, you know, you're investing in, in, you know, being properly insured and investing in your knowledge, then you deserve to be 
compensated financially for the service that you're giving. You know, it's okay to receive. Ask yourself what has taken you out of that receiving mode and, you know, losing the ability to feel okay to receive. And, you know, go back to the other podcast episode I I did on going through your money beliefs and your money blocks and going through the forgiveness exercises and really highlighting what's going on inside that's making you suddenly feel that you've got to discount or barter um, your prices. And I've used this example so many times. I, I use it all the time in training sessions, but turn the tables. You know, the person that's asking for the constant discounts Ask yourself how they would feel if you went into their work and said, "Okay, for the next three hours, um, I want you to pass all your wages over to me. You know, the next three hours of your paid work, I want, I want, basically. And believe you me, if the tables are turned, it's a different story. So your lovely clients, your ideal customers are going to value the service that you give and are going to want to pay you fairly um, and pay your prices for the service that, that, that you know you're, you're giving. So try to get out of that scarcity mindset and get back to serving those lovely ideal customers of yours. And remember, if you don't see the value within yourself, nobody else will see your value. And this actually leads really nicely on to point number four, another sign that you might have a leaky boundary. It could be that you feel that you're working absolutely flat out with very little in return, so very little profit. So you're obviously undercharging and over-delivering. And again, this brings us back to what I've just discussed. You've just simply got yourself into that energy of fear fear that there's you know not enough feel it you know fear that the the right kind of clients aren't going to come you know self-worth has taken a nosedive it all goes back to how you see yourself and your own self-worth and I know it sounds really really obvious but if you're working all the time and there's no profit It's a real, real big red flag and a real sign that you need to increase your prices. And when you say the word increase your pricing, a lot of people go, I don't, I don't increase my prices. What what are the clients going to think? And what if nobody comes? And well, what's the alternative? Do you keep working flat out for nothing or very, very little in return? Do you keep working flat out and it starts to affect your health and then you start to burn out? And then you're not good, you know, for your family. You're not able to work at all because she's so, so depleted. So the benefit of staying where you are in that position is absolutely, there's no benefit. So you've simply got to look at increasing those prices. Now, if you know, if you're frightened of, having that conversation again I encourage you to write out a script and this script you'll be sending by email or you know whichever way you communicate with your clients so you could say something along the lines of hi 
from blah blah date uh, my treatment prices will increase to blah unfortunately I'm unable to operate going forward at the current pricing structure I hope you understand and thank you for your loyalty and custom and then just leave it to the universe and have faith that those who value what you do and value your health and value your time will stay and those who don't will go and remember what was the alternative to stay burnt out at your current pricing not able to sustain your business and to sustain your family or just taking a chance and doing what is right and you know being recompensated for the work that you do fairly so now we're going to move on to point number five so another sign that you could have poor or non-existent boundaries is the client who comes back for a review and always insists on more even though in your clinical judgment you may feel that that client doesn't need any more and again this comes down to being really confident and self-assured in yourself as a professional and in your decision making and remembering that you're the professional and you have the ability to be able to assess what is needed and what isn't needed and the reason why you need to start to get a handle on this and really look at it is if you're constantly dealing with this kind of issue, it can really deplete into your time, you know, your availability that you do have to serve all those lovely clients. And it can also start to really affect your profit margins as well. So you really, really need to be super aware of this. So another point to this is, this is going to happen less frequently if you're really, really clear during your consultation process and when performing your treatment. So always remember, you know, say if it was something like dermal filler, for instance, always remember that you can't guarantee a result. You can only estimate. So you need to always be clear with your clients and say, I can maybe estimate that X amount, you know, number of syringes are needed, but I can't guarantee everybody's skin responds differently so if you do you know if you come back or if you feel after treatment that more is needed then obviously um, more syringes will be required to be purchased so it's making sure that you're not saying yep I can guarantee um, it's going to take so and so amount of of, um, product this is what it's going to cost and the job's going to be done you can you, you know, you can only estimate because everybody is so, so different. So again, if the client understands this, then when they come back and if they feel that a little bit more is needed and that you agree with that in your clinical judgment, then everything's out in the open, the cards are on the table and they know that they have to pay um, more for the extra product that, that they purchase. And again, you know, the same with any other treatment. If the client comes back and insists that something's needed and you can clearly see it isn't, you've just got to get comfortable in your own skin and comfortable at delivering the message that in your clinical judgment, nothing else is needed. And if you were to add something else, it would be um, detrimental to them. And it could potentially cause harm or potentially there's going to, you know, there's going to be no change at all. 
So a clear communication is what is needed here to stop it from happening and being confident in the expert, you know, that you are and in your own clinical judgment. And lastly, another sign, well, the final sign, I know there's plenty more, but I thought I'm only going to round it up to six um, in this podcast episode, is that you could be suddenly suffering with a whole stream of draining clients. Now, again, the way to tackle this is to go back and sit and really dig deep down on who your ideal client is. Because the chances are, if you've started to deal with draining clients, you've gone off course with who your ideal client is. So go back through this, um, through the podcast. And if you find the episode on how to stop attracting draining clients, I have this all covered here. And remember, you've just gone a little bit off the boil and you've probably not been tailoring your, you know, marketing message to your ideal client. And, you know, you may have been discounting and, you know, one thing leads to another. So just get really, really super clear on who your ideal client is. And remember, when you go really, really low with your pricing, the the kind of clientele that you attract tends to be a little bit different. So it tends to be those that are more nitpicky, those that will kind of cause you problems and things like that. So just just be really mindful of how you're setting those prices. Now, I'm not saying you can never do um, discounts for your clients. I've got such lovely, lovely clients. I really do sort of 90 odd percent of the time working um, with my, you know, I'm working with my ideal client because I'm really clear on who I work with. So if I've got clients that come very regularly and, you know, they're investing, they're, they're money with me and I'm giving that service back I want to reward my loyal clients and I'll do that in any way that I you know choose how so I might decide to run say in September a good promotion on say peels or or I might you know know that somebody um, is a real regular and I might want to give them discount on certain skincare products but it's at my discretion. It's not somebody trying to barter me down. It's my way um, of saying thank you to those people that choose me out of all those people to, you know, they trust me to provide that service in a safe, effective manner. And that I, I do that from a place of abundance and a place of joy rather than a place of fear where I fear I'm not going to get the client so I have to drop the price or you know, I fear that there just isn't enough and they're going to go somewhere else if I don't do this, you know, if I don't go outside my designated hours and blah, blah. It's all just about fear and getting out of that fear that there isn't enough or your ideal client isn't out there and going back to that place of abundance and serving from a place of joy and faith and knowing that you're providing an ethical service of integrity and that you know there is enough for everybody and that it's going to be okay so yeah so I've covered a lot there um one thing I do want to say which has been a theme through the six points is automate what you can create space create bandwidth so that you can 
work on you know working your business from a place of creation where you can bring new ideas and and new things in be a bit of a visionary rather than just working inside your business all the time with with no space and again I spoke about this on last week's podcast episode have a look at all the components everything it needs to to run your business and see you know what you can outsource you know outsourcing can be more affordable than than what you think if it's you know tasks that you're doing that are not within your zone of genius that as you know you're spending hours on where you could be working with clients and generating profit or you could be creating a, a great new service for your clients so you've got to operate the you know the 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 cost issue against the benefit issue and it's all about you know creating space and creating bandwidth and giving yourself time and operating from a place of abundance rather from a place of fear and please 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 you know really look at this and really look at those boundaries because as I say you know I said in the beginning I've seen so many colleagues suffer with health issues and you know some of them quite serious health issues and and depletion because they're not respecting their own boundaries and their own self-worth and their own time and their own energy and it isn't selfish you know you have to you can't do everything you can't be everything to anybody you know to everybody so you've got to look at ways that you can constantly keep yourself topped up and keep yourself full and keep yourself restored to then be able to bring your best self out into the world and provide you know provide a service from a place of good health good joy and abundance and you know give your lovely clients you know a a great great service so I'm going to wrap up now then and what I would say you know if this has really resonated with you or you have a friend anybody that it, it could resonate with as well then please share um I want to help as many people as I can please like please subscribe to the podcast if you can and you know share the message share to other people um I want us all to be healthy entrepreneurs serving from a place of joy not depleted and closing our businesses where you know we can help so many people we really need to take our power back and um really sort of start to to respect ourselves so yeah so i hope you enjoyed and i'll see you next week you take care thanks for listening to the excel with ease podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways please rate review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and as always pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful Thank you.